From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 522 for the week of November 15th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Coming up on Tuesday, Nancy finishes up her look at shopping in downtown Disney. And we share our thoughts about Season of the Force, the new seasonal Star Wars event. But right now, it's time for this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Design Plug. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. So, Michael, you made it back. I did. We we, we just walked in the door a short time nice. ago. Nice. So, how was it? You, you, Michael was at the first annual MouseCon. Actually, it was a lot of fun. I good, think good. that they that they didn't know what to expect. Okay. And I think they got way more than they expected. Um, that seems to always be the case. They always seem surprised when people show up to these yeah. to these events. Well, well you, know? They, you know, they didn't pre-order tickets or anything like that. So, or pre-sell tickets. Right, right. So, they really, it was whomever walked in the door. And, you know, so... So some of the highlights, you know, they, they were selling shirts. They were, you know, you got your little, you know, credential. You walked in. There there was the vendor's room. That vendor's room was way too small for oh. um, the people. You could not move in there. Carol got um, really claustrophobic. But they had a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of them were like mom and pop kind of businesses, which meant you needed cash or a checkbook. Um, not a lot of people took like debit cards or credit cards. Uh, I was mainly on the hunt for books and I got a lot uh, it was a great, like out of print um, Disney books that our show and connecting with Walt will benefit from. Uh, they had some of the costumes people were wearing were amazing. I posted just photos a few, awesome. but, but Loved your I mean, photos. Oh, thank you. But oh my gosh, what, what people did, uh, I mean, with their costumes. And the nice thing is it was people of all ages from the, from youngest. There was, there was a great Cruella, Cruella Deville who had her little toddler dressed as a Dalmatian and had them on one of those little kitty leashes. Awesome. You know? oh, it was perfect. <laughs> and, um, I, or you saw whole families, you know, all dressed up, you know, in a, in a theme of a costume, you know, a film or something like that. The uh, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, they had the autograph room, basically. It was like the author's room and all that. And everybody was charging for autographs. And I thought, you know, you're already buying their book in most cases. And usually those folks did autograph. But if you brought your own book, um, you know, you you had to pay. And luckily, most of the folks I'd seen at the Walt Disney Family Museum had already gotten their autographs. But Margaret Carey had an enormous line. And so, and she was charging $20 per autograph. So I think she made out very well that day, today. <laughs> she always makes out very well. <laughs> she does. And, um, but at least with her, you know, she took several minutes with each person and made right. it 
she personalized it. So at least you felt you were getting something there. The, uh, the interesting thing was, is that there were all these people and almost nobody went to the presentations. Oh, wow. Uh, some of the rooms were empty. They, um, I went to, uh, Jeff Barnes' presentation. Um, he was a D23. He was right. selling his book, The Wisdom of Walt. And he mm-hmm. did a presentation. He's a college professor and he does, he's, he's in the history department and he teaches a college course on Disneyland history. But it's also a motivational course because it's, uh, what he really gets into is what can we learn from Walt Disney and Imagineers and apply to our own lives in terms of reaching our dreams, reaching our full potential. He's very dynamic. It was really well done. If you ever have a chance to, um, to see him, he'd be a really good speaker. Uh, I also went to see um, Tommy Kirk. You, you know, was from Old yep. Yale. Oh, that. how was that, Michael? It was very good. He, uh, he, um, that when I saw him a few years ago at the Walt Disney Family Museum, it was a directed. There was somebody there who, uh, you know, asked questions and all that. He, so he was just sort of told. He really didn't know what he was supposed to do. And so there was a person there sort of standing to the side who was from the event and just told him, just talk about yourself. Well, Tommy just sort of gave us the Reader's Digest version of it and because he doesn't like to talk about himself. And he's, he's, uh. he's a very private person and all that. But luckily, um, they took questions from the audience. And so that took up you know, the rest of the time. But, but you know, he talked about how we got into acting, which was sort of accidentally. You know, his 16-year-old brother wanted to get into acting, and so he went with him on an audition, and um, his brother didn't get the part. Bobby Driscoll, who was in Treasure Island, Song of the South and all that, got the part that his brother got. And then he got the part of a younger uh, character in the play. And so it was, um, I think, a wilderness and um, and anyway, he just talked about, you know, his experiences with the films. Kevin Corcoran was his best friend at Disney. Somebody asked him, um, you know, talk about him. And he said he always hated that they gave him the name Moochie. But he said he was the sweetest, dearest, kindest little boy. A real Wait, good so Moochie person. hated being called Moochie? Um, no, um, uh, Tommy didn't like that he was called that. Oh, Because okay. he was just so nice. He was very modest. He was never obnoxious. He was never bratty. And he was that way through his whole life. And he talked about, you know, J- Jimmy MacArthur was the older brother, you know, in um, Sally Robinson. He said he was a handful. Um because he was, Jimmy MacArthur was a conservative politically, and Tony was a liberal, or Tommy was a liberal Democrat. So they would argue all the time over politics. And, <laughs> um, but he said it was all in good fun. So, um, you know, he talked about doing work for Annette Funicello and how much she liked to collect dolls. But again, he said she was a model of a Disney performer. She was very proper in all her behavior she was very conscious of being a um, important disney star and he said he was not he got into trouble with drinking um, parties uh, making whoopee and um, Mm. he said none of that came anywhere near annette and um so he he loved fred mcmurray you know so he talked a lot about that um you know and he only sees i i asked a question about uh, 
what did he have any interaction with Walt Disney? And he said, well, keep in mind that, you know, I'm 14 and Walt's, you know, in his 50s. So he said there just wasn't a lot of opportunities for interaction. But um, but when he was hired to be on the um, Hardy Boys series, there was a, you know, a serial on the Mickey Mouse Club. Walt did come in and introduce himself. And um, he always called him Mr. Disney. He said, Walt would always say, call me Walt. He said, I never dared do that. But he, the, Walt Disney was always warm and kind to him whenever he saw him. So that it was a very good talk. And um, I, I was really glad I went. And then I went um, to Jeff Baum's um, talk on the secrets of Walt Disney's Haunted Mansion. And Jeff you know, runs the Dooms Buggies website. And again, his is interesting. One of, one of the drawbacks... At MouseCon was they didn't use the in-house audiovisual equipment, probably in order to keep costs down, and because they didn't know, you know, how many people they were getting, and none of the none of the audiovisual equipment they brought in worked, and so um, so Jeff like in one room where they were showing videos and Margaret Carey was showing her videos, nothing worked at all. So and they were they had to share one slide slide one projector because they were the other one didn't work and then the sound didn't work i mean it was crazy so um but um the interesting thing that uh, that jeff besides that he knows everything there is to know about the haunted mansion is that he asked a few questions about like like how many people um, have heard of Ken Anderson, who was the initial imag- he was an animator and initial imagineer that Walt put on the Haunted Mansion project, and almost nobody raised their hands. And then he asked several other questions, which would require knowing a bit of your Disney history. Almost no hands raised, and I thought, did you know some of it? Oh yeah, I knew it all. But did you raise your hand? Oh yeah. But okay. what I found interesting was is that this. This is sort of, I think this is the next generation that, that didn't grow up with Walt and didn't grow up with the television show. And so they, um, they, they don't have that knowledge, you know, so they have to listen to our show uh, to get that. Yes. But no, Did you give them your card? We have <laughs> a lot of this knowledge because we grew up with it. We watched, you know, Walt talked about it every week, you know, on the show. It's and, true. um, so anyway, so it, it was interesting, but so um, overall, I this I thought this was a big success. Like I said, the vendors' room was just way overcrowded, and uh, so they'll have to give that a bigger venue. Um, and then I think um, the the biggest room that they gave was just too big, and then the second uh, for presentations and the second presentation room was too small. So they'll need to sort of equal that out. But I would definitely go back um, next year. And I I'd encourage anyone else in Northern California, you know, um, it, if they do this again next year to, um, you know, go back to it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, any other housekeeping? Oh, man. I have a, I have a couple. Okay, go ahead. Me too. Um, I went to Disneyland this weekend, so saw some of the holiday um, decorations and you already talked about Tom but I noticed that they didn't have the garland across Main Street right because and I'm because of the paint, the night is, paint the night is too small is too tall for it so that was that was a shame but I like the garden garland that they have the decorations were really nice over there and I did see the um, Christmas parade 
on Friday and I was texting pictures to Kelly of the parade and I was, and I told her, I go, I can't believe that I'm tearing up mm-hmm. over this parade. But it was just so nice to see it and there's nothing like uh, watching it to get in, to get in the mood for it and everything for Christmas, excuse me. So that was, that was really nice. And then, um, we had talked before about the Jazz Kitchen gingerbread houses. Right. So just want to remind everybody that on December 12th, 19th and 20th from 2 p.m. to 9, excuse me, from noon to 2 p.m., they're going to be having the workshop date, the workshops for the gingerbread houses. So be sure and sign up at the Jazz Kitchen if you want to go do it. So I have a question. Have they changed Main Street decorations at all in order to sort of replace the uh, the overhead garland? They don't have the garland over. Well, what they no, do is they uh-uh. have the garland on the windows, mm-hmm. and then they have the blue and silver bows on the sides of the garland mm-hmm. uh, to represent the 60th anniversary. And then where the gas lamps are, you know, they have the wreaths with the blue, with the blue D and the diamond and everything for mm-hmm. that. But in the middle, there's nothing okay. um, to replace that. I just wasn't sure if they did something else more ornate to re- sort of replace what we're losing with the garland. Nope. No, it's almost, almost the, the castle almost looks understated, but I think it's because we've become so used to the, the over-the-top icicles and everything. It mm-hmm. still looks beautiful. Um, but the, definitely the 60th anniversary and the Pink the Night have um, affected the the decorations. They've mm-hmm. affected more than just the decorations, let me tell you. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's looking at all the Christmas merchandise that normally the shelves are packed full of brand new design Christmas merchandise and all this. You know what? They're still using last year's Christmas designs. None of the Christmas merchandise is new. Wow. It's all last year's designs. So does that... I also noticed that in... I'm sorry, go ahead, Tony. So does that mean that they obviously didn't sell last year's, but could it also be that they're not selling enough uh, anniversary merchandise? Yeah. They're well, definitely I, putting the focus on it because they haven't changed, you know, the seasonal shop at the front of Main Street at all. It's all sixtieth. Okay, being looking at the data, what? How was it for <laughs> Halloween? Did you do you know compare Halloween merch to Christmas? There wasn't was, that much Halloween merch. Okay, yeah, I thought, and 60th. I thought a lot of it I remembered from last year. A lot of the Halloween merchandise. Yeah, it it really wasn't different this year at all. And that's horrendously disappointing. Yeah. Another thing that I recognize, I not recognize, but realized uh, when I went into the World of Disney store, you know how they always have the seasonal merchandise when you walk in the entrance coming from the Disneyland and California Adventure Parks? It's still 60th anniversary, Uh that whole entrance section. So to get to the Christmas items... You have to go to the back and to the left against that wall, and it's that's where the Christmas items are, or yeah. I should say holiday items because they have other other holiday items too year end. So um, we noticed that today. Yeah, it's it's very very barren in the holiday merch area, but the, and, one of the cool things is um, Starbucks has fun little um, you know the the 
you are here cups that they sell all over the country at Starbucks. Well, you know, Disneyland and California Adventure have their own versions. And then, of course, there's the diamond anniversary mug. Well, for holidays, Starbucks has made demi-toss versions of the You Are Here mugs for Disneyland and California Venture and is selling those as Christmas ornaments. Oh, neat. And they've also taken the blue plastic diamond tumbler, made a mini version of that as a Christmas ornament, and then also the um, 60th anniversary um, ceramic white ceramic mug, they have a mini of that as a Christmas ornament, too. So, and then Mary Jo, you just said before the show that they're coming out with a, a Starbucks Christmas mug with oh, Mickey. Yeah, it's so cute. It's a Starbucks Christmas mug with Mickey ear with a Mickey head in it. Definitely going to get that. We I checked today. They told me that whether they're they were supposed to get them today, so they're expecting them tomorrow. So I'll be getting them during the week for sure. Cool. Give me look, one. I know, right? Okay, I will. I won't be back but till they, after Thanksgiving. So. But yeah, um, I'll be going there this week. So that was, I, yeah. Oh, and they set up a table right next to the door if you just wanted to buy the mugs. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah they, they set up a separate a cash ago. register at the market house. Yeah. that's That's been there since the Disneyland's birthday, at least, or maybe before that for the 60th anniversary. So, yeah, it makes it. They didn't have it set up the last time I was yeah, there. Yeah, it was. It makes it very convenient. Another thing, too, is I went back to Critter Country to see Santa's. Uh-huh. Uh, Santa's uh, little, right, um, where the kids can go see him. Yeah, and it's set up really cute. It's where people would typically go to see Winnie the Pooh. Okay, and if they go over there, they have a real cute um, where the queue is. They have it set up really nice. They have a big sign that says Santa with arrows pointing to him, and they have a little kind of like a little snowman poo with a little piglet, really cute, and then Santa with some pictures of. Santa with Pooh and Eeyore and, and the other uh, 100 Acres Woods uh, critters, pictures of Santa with them. So we so we saw that, and it's nicely set up. It's is he kind covered of, uh, at you know, all? Or is he? Yes. It's like a little they, they put up like a they, they put up like a little uh, shed. Oh, okay. So he's like in a little... I, shed is a bad... Way, it's it, a crash. Yeah, he's covered. It's a crash. Yeah, it's it's a crash. It's kind of like stable. a little standard. It's it looks like a little standard nativity scene crash. Yeah, a little the little sort of I half think she's house. She's just making up that word. No, that's no, me. That's, that's, a that's a real word. That's a real <laughs> world. A real We're word. just Catholics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but heathen. Yeah. Crash was it okay? But me, you you notice a lot more things than I do, Nancy. But yeah, so it's a nice set up for it and see and i saw it wednesday night when it was parts. bare oh okay and, and it pig, was naked piglet. except for the poo for the poo snowflake thing and i'm like well that's kind of weird and they hadn't bothered to finish decorating the little shed yet wednesday night when i saw so, it so it's in a crash so is piglet baby jesus and <laughs> like christopher robin is as joseph so and nice. kanga is the blessed mother. If you, no. you squint your eyes, you might be able to see it. I don't know. But they they have it. Frontierland is uh, decorated nicely also. And they're playing Christmas music. And then Kelly and I also went into the Grand Californian on Friday. And they were still putting up the um, gingerbread house. In fact, I took pictures of the cast member. She was putting icing on it. We found one not-so-hidden Mickey. 
the fireplace is animated, so we thought that was cool. But they're they're still putting the final touches on on that um, gingerbread. Ha- okay, Grand Californian house. So I do recommend people go check it out. They probably won't be putting the Christmas tree in the lobby for another couple of weeks. They normally don't do it. And what were you going to say, Nancy? I was going to say back at back at Big Thunder Ranch, the goats at least had their happy holiday bandanas on. Nice. Oh, I didn't even go check the. Yeah, we had to go. We had to go Wednesday to, to while we were at the. I was with my daughters for a birthday party with a bunch of their friends, and so while uh, you know some of them rode a ride that not all of them wanted to ride, I got to take the kids around and do fun stuff, and so we went back to check out the ranch and and mourn its eventual demise. Bum, bum, bum. I know, right? <laughs> Um, one one but, thing that we didn't know that was coming back was Olaf's um, Snowfest, so that kind of oh. was a little bit of a surprise. That that is back as part of not Frozen Fun, but I did go there to check it out. the The snow play area is bigger than it was before. Cool. And nice. remember how they had the uh, gazebo for the band members yeah. to play in on yeah. the corner? It, that's where they have the Christmas tree now, and the stage for the band members is in front of the play area now. Okay. okay. And so they were really, there were two guys playing when I went in there. And they were really good and they were funny. And people were having fun sliding down uh, in the sleds for, I filmed them and watched them for a little bit. But it's, that's pretty much the same. Um, Do you need a fast pass still to get in there? And and is Olaf still there? Olaf is still, Olaf is still there. The time, they have it set. I don't think about, I don't. I didn't see anything for Fast Pass. Oh, but you had to I did sign see, up. I did see where they had the um to line up for it. Mm-hmm. But at the time that I went, Michael, you didn't need to. I just walked okay. in there. And I think it yeah. ended up being that you could get into the snow area without without lining up or without without a Fast yeah. Pass. It was it was the Olaf that that oh, you had okay. to have a that you had to have yeah. a Fast Pass for. Do they still have those mini corn dogs? <laughs> the, the, that was my favorite. That was worth going there. Oh, the other thing. What was the other thing that was so good? Oh, the meatballs were so good last yeah. time. They were better than IKEA. <laughs> wow. Better than IKEA meatballs. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, um, they expanded on the downtown Disney um, winter area too. The, the ice rink is up and functioning today, right. and people are having a and great it's time. Not covered like last year. Tons and tons of people, tons more merchandise. Like the magic shop has a little kiosk over there now. Um, oh, but I have to tell you about the coolest, coolest booth over there. And if you have a spare hundred (laughs) dollars, no, I'm dead serious. If you have a spare hundred dollars, it is an incredible, incredible experience there is a little booth and i'm flipping through my pictures really quickly to get to the right one this is in the winter wonderland by in the, the winter wonderland right? yes they it is a a little kiosk sponsored by the stocking project okay. and it is um the website is working to give and they basically have these you know the old-fashioned felt and sequin and and beaded embroidered stockings that people use. You know our grandmothers and mothers used to make. Right. 
really I, super duper cute ones. We still have ours from the ones my mother made. Okay. For a $99 donation, you get one of these amazing handmade by local ladies in Orange County. Um, you get one of these beautiful handmade stockings. And, and if you bought one of these kits, the kits alone would be $40 um, without all the, the labor. Well, merchants around downtown Disney have included with your $99, you get little things and you go around to the certain merchants and you get like an ESPN gift card. You get bread from take and bake bread from Liberia Bakery. You get a bucket of popcorn from the popcorn from the kettle corn people. You get um, a couple other different things. There's a 60th anniversary little um, desk gem-shaped little snow globe shaky thing. Um, 80, basically an $80 value worth of stuff, of donated stuff for your $99 and you get the sto- the stocking of your choice. Cool. And they have like four different patterns or and three does, or four wh- different wh- patterns. And where does the money benefit? The, many, the money goes to an Orange County charity which then distributes it to um, Habitat for Humanity, the um, Boys and Girls Clubs, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So all of the money, all of the entire $90 goes directly to those charities. They don't keep a single dime of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no operating expense is kept for it. It all goes to the charities. Cool. So how awesome is that? Yeah. If I would have had $200 to spare today, because, you know, I can't get just one because right, one, exactly, the other kid yeah, will have yeah. a conniption. But ju- And the stockings are cute. One is Santa and a snowman unpacking a bag and a little teddy bear is peeking out of it. Another one is Santa and a snowman and a tree in a car. The The whole bottom of the stocking is, a, is an old-fashioned car. Um, another one is... Um, Santa painting toys and there's like a little close, a little hanging line of toys and dolls and candy canes and teddy bears and drums. And they're just super amazingly cute and wonderful and check it out. I great. One thing we didn't uh, talk about last week that is in, in that area is the Ghirardelli shop that opened up next to Next to the next DVC. To DVC. Next to I, DVC. I the, dropped a hunk of money there today. T- 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 took over the rest of that, the old Apricot Lane building and made a temporary DVC, sh- or not, temporary Ghirardelli shop. And but guess what? No they have ice cream. flavors. Yeah, no ice cream, just just chocolates and collectibles. Now, if stuff. you want their hot cocoa, you go to their little pop-up kiosk around the, around the ice rink. But... They have really good deals on big bags of chocolate. Um, for instance, they have, it's like $27, $28 basically for a, a big bag. Buy two of those big bags, you get $5 off. Buy three of those big bags, you get $20 off. So it's almost like getting the third bag for close to free. So really good deals on chocolates. And they have two new varieties this year. They have a dark chocolate peppermint bark, and they have Ooh. another um, dark chocolate filled with a slightly denser mint. 
that's in a, a, a bag that's like half of the, and the, and these are the minis. And so you've got that plus the, um, the peppermint bark minis in a bag. So I got them to go with gifts for my staff at work, you know, to, to load up and make a cute little bag. So, yay. Very cool. Go chocolate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mary, oh. jo, Mary Jo, did you run into uh, Amanda and Dave? No, I was hoping to and I didn't. You she ran didn't into Jen, me. though. I ran into Jen and Dee Dee at all because we had a meeting for Give Kids the World. Oh, we're planning. I'll be talking more about that later on. Yes. Awesome. We're, we're, we, um, Jen's spearheading it and we met so that we can get some plans down and I'll, I'll bring it up later also, but uh, we have a really good team this year. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Yay, good how, much did, how much did you raise last year? Last year we raised seven thousand. Nice. And so this year I'm pretty sure that we're gonna well, our goal is to raise more than that. And so anybody who can support us in that, all the money, everything goes to give kids the world. Very so cool. uh we'd appreciate any any support. You can email me since we brought since we brought it up at Mary at WDWinfo.com and there'll be more details later on. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I ran into Thank a couple of listeners on Thursday when I was in the park as well, I ran into Danny and I don't remember. I think it was Rebecca and and I don't remember. I'm, I apologize. I ran into you. I was with my media host and we were rushing down Main Street and they they stopped me and said hello and they just wanted to say hello. It's like, hi, I gotta go. We're headed to Small World. So I apologize if I, I don't remember your names, but it was great meeting you. Thank you for stopping me. Um, it's always cool though when you're with your media host and somebody recognizes you on Main Street. Yeah, I, 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 I am real. Um, <laughs> well, and and it's you know it's always nice to when somebody does reach out to right. say hi to us. Yes, yes, exactly. Hey, Speaking Mary Jo and I found T-shirts that we can start wearing in the parks now at uh, ESPN Zone. They they have these lovely women shirts that say on air talent. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I um I bumped into a couple I bumped into a number yeah, of listeners, did, right. but a new one was Stephanie, whom we had never met before, who listens to the podcast. Very and cool. I forgot to mention last week when I was at the animation um you know, the, the uh, museum, mm-hmm. um whatever I uh, research library, I met Dominic from who's a listener from Belgium. Very cool. Who's out oh, here how on nice. business. Yeah, so he was uh so yeah, so he was on the tour and recognized my voice and um, said hello. So that was that was very nice. Very cool. Any other housekeeping? Yeah, I've got a couple actually. Okay. Um, one while we were talking about things in the park, is it just me or yes, is probably. this the first? Is this the first year that the killer wreath in the haunted mansion has animated eyes? No, I thought it did. Okay. I thought it just had regular, ordinary eyes, and this year I actually saw his eyes go, like, all over the place. It's like little animation screens. Oh. Okay, Dina, you have a lot of details. What do you say? Now that I don't remember. I all right, what's, was... what's the other it, Anyway, the other one was, when we got to the park today, it was horrid, 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 yeah. and we got routed 
all the way behind California Adventure along the little backstage road, all the way into Garden Walk. (laughs) Apparently, Disney is renting the South Garden Walk parking garage. They had Disney cast members at the gates. Oh, wow. They, they, I mean, literally, the barricades took us straight across Harbor, straight into a specific lane, and right turned into the back behind Garden Walk and into the garage. I was like, where um, the heck are they taking us? And And did they provide transportation? Yes. You take the elevator to the first level, and those are the orange buses that are on the north side of the bus depot area. You know, the hotels are the very farthest north. And then right behind the Pumbaa are the garden walk buses. Hmm. Was there directional signs for that, Nancy? Because one of my friends... um, uh, when she met with us on on Friday, the Give Kids the World team, she she had to walk from Garden Walk. There was there was no transportation. Yeah, there are signs on each parking level saying Disney buses level one. I wonder if that was something just for the weekend then, because they didn't have that on Friday. Somebody said that, so. but it's kind of weird because they they actually had like Garden Walk signs. Um, granted, they were added, but they had Garden Walk signs at um, at the bus area. Okay, so they they must have just just added it. Yeah, it took me an hour to get off of the freeway into the parking structure today. Wow! So of course it was the, the whole race thing, but yeah. Well, I went at nine. The park opened at nine today, so I think I was with the morning uh-huh. crowd. And I, but I haven't experienced that in a long time. So, all right. If you want to get a things hold, to be, yeah, yeah. I would say things to be prepared for. Um, Dolphin, the chat says he he actually likes the Garden Walk parking. He's parked there a couple times before, and they had transportation. Um, um, and, and it also, was all Disney cast peop- members there. People in chat are verifying that the eyes are new. So, okay, good. So that was my new. Th- oh, and the Monkey Bride. She is like <laughs> flat out able to be seen. <laughs> I was shocked how how blatantly visible she is this year. I guess. I guess. Disney doesn't want people to say they can't see the monkey bride, right. so they put her in a prominent spot. Hmm. If time. And if you're looking at the hatbox ghost directly, turn your eyes immediately to the right, and she is right there. Oh, well, just give it away. Okay, thank you, Nancy. <laughs> for like, people who are looking for her. Even though I told you, shush, shush, she just gave away the whole... Okay. Sorry, live folks. I'm canceling my trip. I know, right? <laughs> no need to listen just, to the podcast ruined, anymore. She just ruined my Disneyland vacation. Yeah. No need but to listen to the trip planning podcast anymore no, since no, I'm not no, going to Disneyland. No, so. no. Oh, Lee White well, said they looked for the monkey bride. See her. Couldn't find it. So. All right. And, and Any... Rudy, the killer wreath okay, is okay. in the hallway with the knocking doors. Okay. I'm answering questions or popping up okay. in chat. Well, type. Um, all right. Okay, so... here we go. <laughs> I got to type. You yell about that. I know, right. <laughs> Don't type during the podcast. It makes noise. <laughs> I don't know what Tom is talking about typing during the podcast. Uh, noise. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's such a great producer. He can fix it. Yeah, but not for the live folks. Oh, the live folks. Hey, when you go to a live show, part of <laughs> part of the, 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 the fun of it is the, the extra 
Expert. Seeing the roadies yeah. run off yeah, right, on the yeah. screen, you know. Yeah, the host farts, everybody hears yeah, so it. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dealpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And of course, links to anything we talk about and links to all our shows are at www.disunplugged.com. All right, no more housekeeping because we're already like forty minutes into the show. Um, I know it was a great week, huh? <laughs> you guys really like having me back. When yeah, I, I was going to say, do we notice some kind of relation pattern? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Nancy and Mary Jo went to the park. All right, um, today. Yeah. And are you saying because I don't go to the park? Is that what you're saying? Well, huh? well, okay. I've had an excuse. I started a new job two months ago. You, you're just busy, flat out. I work in other states. I know exactly. That's my point. Been there, done that. Oh, I dear have Lord, it's the- like listening to an episode of the Bickersons. Yeah, right. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no. Tom started the thing and then just sat back and then. <laughs> and and you you open the door for Tony and I and we just yeah, go right in. And where are you at this week with the news, Tony? Lock the I'm door. in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Okay, Woo! near Roswell. I think I nice. can go see aliens. So, in in news. More proof that what Tony said a few, maybe last year to Nancy about SeaWorld and how it's going to eventually not exist. Well, maybe that's a little uh, editorial. But leading in that direction, SeaWorld is going to, in San Diego, is going to end the theatrical killer whale show, which is huge. SeaWorld, in a move to rebuild its brand and combat declining attendance, will phase out its traditional Shamu show in San Diego. And replace it with one that is less about tricks and more about orcas' natural behaviors in the wild. Next year will be the last for the theatrical performances. And in 2017 will be what SeaWorld Entertainment describes as an entirely new orca experience designed to take place in a more natural setting. And in parentheses, because the Coastal Commission won't approve it otherwise. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The announcement recently made as part of a multi-pronged effort by the Orlando-based company to refocus the public's attention on its conservation efforts while also growing revenues and stabilizing the business. The CEO, Joel Mamby, who joined in March, was short on specifics as to what the new Orca shows will entail. He did stress, however, that the planned overhaul was not conceived as a way to appease its critics. Just be right. honest. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> uh and he gave a quote, not a big deal, it's blah, 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 corporate speak. But uh, in its boost to bid attendance, which in San Diego plunged 17% last year, the company said it will bring a new, very marketable attraction to the Mission Bay Park, although no details were offered. So I'm wondering uh, what from Orlando they're going to bring over. Uh, the new, this was what was interesting, the new attraction will mean shelving in the short term a $100 million plan to nearly double the killer whale tanks at the San Diego Park. Uh, Mamby said the company will redeploy one-third to one-half of the $100 million for the new attraction. We haven't had a good attraction there in a while, he said of SeaWorld San Diego. The move comes amid efforts at both the state and federal level to clamp down on SeaWorld by ending captive breeding of orcas. They vowed to fight the recent ruling by the California Coastal Commission to bar from breeding its orcas as a condition Blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, recently, Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat from Burbank, Nancy's best friend, no, just because Burbank, um, said he planned to introduce <laughs> federal legislation that would prohibit the breeding of captive orcas and the capture of wild orcas and stop the import and export of killer whales. 
So they think that, and more, it's just to wrap this article up, they, is it sure whether San Antonio and Orlando is going to do the same thing, but it would make sense that they did. You can't do it at some parks and other parks is the idea. Uh, most notably, San Diego's attendance has been seeing declines over the last year com compared to the other ones. And um, there are, or across three Sierra World Parks, there are 24 orcas, 11 of them in San Diego. And what's interesting is in this article, which keeps going and going, from the San Diego Union Tribune, says, I mean, it was 12,000 votes, but it was interesting. Do you support SeaWorld's decision to phase out its killer whale show? 61% said yes. That's a pretty huge percent. I mean, uh -huh. I've obviously it's self-selected and all that, but um, and it's California, and it's California, and it's a non-scientific poll. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So will we see like 2016? Will we see like the the Shamu farewell tour or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I know, huh? I'm the, uh, yeah, promoting it as, and you you get to keep a piece of the lights or something oh no that was what a yeah. farewell tour. What, what um you get a piece of shamu yeah. <laughs> shamu poo <laughs> i i lordy i had to stop typing in the chat room just for that <laughs> i think when it says a new attraction they're going to bring some kind of Whatever roller coaster ish kind of thing that they can, right, right. But I think, but they're not gonna, yeah. Uh. I think that, but this is, I don't. My question is, how long is Shamu going to be allowed to live there? Then, then well, they can't release him. They, yeah, they can't release no, him. No, I know that. But if the Coastal Commission or if this if this representative says, okay, you can't breed him, you can't cap, what do you? And just. Yeah, I mean, just put out the pasture and a tank, and but, I mean, the, you can still look at him. They just don't want him doing shows, right? Uh, no. Right. If you look at what the the representative put in, it, let me read it again. It says that would prohibit the breeding and the capture and stop the import and export. So I guess. So yeah, we can't grandfather yeah, in. Yeah. So. But it's interesting because that, of that means we wrong. can't. You couldn't even take them and move them to Orlando or anything like that. Yeah, so. Yep. Interesting stuff. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Tony. All right, I have the other story. Remember last summer when there was a cast member, then then cast member, now former cast member, who put an ad on Craigslist and requesting um, sex in exchange for tickets? Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry that slipped out. An entrepreneur. So, entrepreneur, yes. <laughs> thank you. Um, and... So the Huntington Pete Huntington Beach uh, PD got involved and was, uh, you know, scanning scanning for things like that on on Craigslist, and so they emailed him and said they were a fourteen year old girl and arranged to meet, and he got arrested. Um, he faced up to seven years in jail. Well, he uh, he's a twenty seven year old um, former cast member. He was sentenced to one year one year in jail. After pleading guilty to uh, the crimes he was charged with, um, he he pled guilty to one felony count of attempted lewd act upon a child, one felony count of contacting a child with the intent to commit a specified sex act, and one felony count of meeting a minor with the intent to engage in lewd conduct, according to a press release from or a release from the 
the OC District Attorney's Office. Um, he was also ordered to complete five years of probation and register as a lifetime sex offender. Yeah, so only he only got a His year. His life is over. Yeah. Um, Every mother has him on the radar. But only a year. Only a year. Well, because I mean, he, I... he put it out, so. Oh. Huh. Um, I mean, there are people who get arrested for having pot who get more time than that. Right, exactly. And I'm not yeah, an exactly. advocate of smoking pot, but I'm just saying the degree of harm yes. he intended to do. You know, so, it's much worse. And le- unless they, his, he had a great lawyer that was, you know, arguing that they baited him and, you know, because I don't know that the ad set specifically was looking for minors. It was just looking for a female to, for, in exchange for tickets. So, um, all right. So that is the news. Uh, let's start with our rapid fires. Let's start with Mary Jo. Well, over in Knott's Prairie Farm, for those of us who are pass holders, they're going to be having a an exclusive pass holder Mary Farm preview night. This is going to be November 20th from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. after the park closes. We get to enjoy the full park with rides, delicious food, and holiday decorations. Plus, we get to see their seasonal shows, which would be Merry Christmas, Snoopy, I Show, Snoopy's Merriest Tree Lighting, Christmas Time is Here, Charlie Brown, and more. So I'm going to definitely go to that. They're going to have the debut of the 2015 Christmas pin from the pin trading collection. And it's available for purchase. So they're not going to, they're not going to give it to us, but that's still all right. 20% discount on the all natural Cordelia's original recipe of the berry market line of preserves. Free keepsake ornament, limit one per family and food specials, etc. So for anybody who wants to, um, who's an annual pass holder that wants to go, let me know because I'm definitely going to be there. And I just want to let everybody um, know that the Christmas Crafts Village is returning. We already talked about it. Just want to re- emphasize that Monday through Thursday, admission is free, but you have to get have the Nosbury Farm theme park admission for the weekends. So keep that in mind. And the Christmas Crafts Village is from November 23rd through December 10th. So I go every year. I... I'm hoping that it's better this year than it has been in the past uh, couple of years. It's still nice, but they used to have a lot more unique items. So hoping for a, a better craft village this year. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. I mm-hmm. will go next. And then a related story. Um, get your 2016 Knott's Berry Farm season pass. Um, the, those are already available. For 2016, so you can get a 2016 regular season pass for $81. Um, that is, or you can break that down to six payments of $13.50. <laughs> uh, you can get a gold season pass that includes Knott's Berry Farm and Soak City for $96.75 or six payments of $16.12. Or, or, but wait, there's more. You can get the 2016 Platinum Pass that gives you admission and free parking to any Cedar Fair Park for $192 or six payments of $32. That's such a good deal mm-hmm. for people who go to the who go to these parks. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, and just a reminder that it's the 75th anniversary for for Knott's Berry Farm next year. For, yeah, for the for Ghost Town for 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add parking 
to the regular or the gold pass that don't have it for $60. And you can add dining for $102. So you could, any day you go, you get two meals, um, under, you know, spe- specified food, but for $102 for the year. That's amazing. And, and you can attach that if you do the, if you're doing the six payments, you can break that down six, six ways as well. So you can finance, finance the parking or, and or the, the dining as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add dining to the platinum pass. So you can, if, even if you're doing the, all the other Cedar Fair parks, uh, for just a little bit more, 108. Um, if you buy now, you get all of 2016 plus one visit in 2015. So you get to check out Knott's Mary Farm. And these prices are good through January 3rd. So if you want to go to Knott's Mary, even if you're just going to go a couple times, it's going to pay for itself. Exactly. Um, okay. So since I, I started looking at that, I'm like, okay, let me look at who else has their 2016 stuff out. So you, the current pricing for a 2016 combo pass at Six Flags Magic Mountain and Hurricane Harbor and is good for all other Six Flags theme parks is $76.99 for all of 2016 and the rest of 2015. So $77 you get all of this year, all of next year for Magic Mountain and Hurricane Harbor and any other Six Flags theme park. Um, if you purchase three or more of those and you make your first uh, visit before the end of the year, they will upgrade you to a gold pass, which includes free parking and early entry. So you get in like half hour earlier. Uh, if you are interested in Universal Studios, it's a relatively bad value right now because all pass, all season passes expire February 11th. Yep. So you'd only get a couple months on it. Regular pass that, inc- regular season pass that includes blockout dates is 119. Uh, no blockout date pass, no blockout pass is 159. But again, they expire February 11th. They're not good for a full year. They're only good for a couple months. SeaWorld San Diego, speaking of that, uh, you can get a 2016 fun card. So this is one of those buy, buy a day, get the year for free. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes admission on 363 days. So I think it's like Christmas and Memorial Day or something like that. Plus parking for the first three months and a souvenir cup for only $89. Nice. Uh, a st- the regular standard membership that includes parking for the entire year is 155 for a year or 230 for two years. So that would be what? 115 a year. So, still not bad for SeaWorld San Diego for the farewell tour of Shamu. So, that is the season pass information for Knott's and other area parks. Um, Michael? Well, to continue the theme of holiday activities, I thought I'd check out D23 since I had such great fun at one of their events last Mm -hmm. week and see what's going on. And they have a couple of um, Christmas or holiday events coming up. Um, one is Friday, December 4th, and this is for all general members in D23. It's light up the season with D23, and I've heard good things, uh, about this. And it's basically you get to celebrate the holiday season on the Disney Studio lot. And they have all kinds of activities, shopping, um, photo Yay. opportunities, delicious treats, and a special lighting of the, 
the um, studio Christmas tree. So basically, uh, what they're going to what you're going to see is you're going to see some Christmas time classics inside the historic studio theater. They're going to have several holiday photo opportunities with Disney characters and photo spots. There is going to be holiday shopping opportunities at the studio store, and the Disney authors will be there to sign their books. Um, uh, Mickey's of Glendale pop-up shop is going to be there with um, nice. items from what from Walt Disney Imagining merchandise, and they're also going to have local vendor booths with, um, you know, a variety of arts and crafts. They're going to have fun holiday games and prizes. Uh, you get a complimentary cookie and cocoa. They're also going to have some um, additional sweets and savories that you can purchase inside the Buena Vista Cafe and outside of it. They're going to include Walt's favorite chili. Uh, Santa is going to pay a visit, and there's going to be a few additional surprises as well. So this is on Friday, December 4th. It's $15 per person plus a $5 um, processing fee. So that, and that's for gold and gold family members. For the D23 general members, it's $25 per person plus the processing fee. And you can sign up now. That's um, a bargain. For that event. Yeah, that is. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Plus, you get to be on the studio mm-hmm. property. Which is always what, a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, see that sad topiary that they need to have. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Horticulturalists <laughs> come over and deal with. Um, and then, basically, on Sunday, December 13th, this is for gold D23 members only. Uh, Nancy and Mary Jove talked about the Holiday Gingerbread House Building Workshop at Ralph, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. Well, this, the Sunday, December 13th one is just for, um, you know, D23 gold members. And that starts at 12, ends at 2 o'clock. And, Anyway, it's, um, anyway, you can go through here. You get unlimited sodas. You get, the price includes gingerbread house and candy. You get a chef's hat, jingle bells, uh, unlimited sodas and two seats. And you get a special gift from D23. And additional nice. seats can be purchased. And anyway, so, so, um, I think this will be a lot of fun. The cost is $42 per gingerbread kit plus tax. And additional seats may be purchased for $12 each. Reservations for this open to, on November 16th. So the day of this, um, broadcast. So anyway, so, um, so go, we'll have a link to the D23, um, upcoming events and, um, check it out. I think you'll have a jolly good time. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Nancy. And take extra candy for that yeah. gingerbread thing yes. if you go to it. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, you'll feel really, your house will feel really underdressed. (laughs) Well, speaking of feeling underdressed. (laughs) um, Tony. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to go there. (laughs) I'm not even going to. Okay. Speaking of underdressed, that sounds like the specialty food and beverage offerings for the merriest place on earth. I bet. Nice. I'm really underwhelmed with this year's selections, frankly. Um, There are some, you know, some things found everywhere this year, of course. You know, there's the holiday Rice Krispie treat things. Um, They call them holiday Krispies now. That's the official term for them. And there's the usual gingerbread, you know, gingerbread person with Mickey ears and the shingle. Um, And... 
the the pumpkin cheesecake makes a few appearances. The pumpkin twist makes a few appearances. Um, there are candy cane beignets over at the Minchulip Bar in huh. New Orleans Square. Um, there are peppermint mochas, pumpkin spice lattes. Um, oh, snowman shortbread cookies. Those are the, some of the other things that are found everywhere, including a holiday brownie. Yeah, that's... Let's talk some of the other things. Nothing says nothing says Christmas like a pulled pork hot dog at the Hungry Bear restaurant. <laughs> a hot dog and a roll with barbecue pulled pork and citrus slaw, um, finished with fried jalapenos and fresh cilantro. They also have an apple pie funnel cake over at the Honey Bear at the Hungry Bear and a Mickey Elf Stein or an Elf Mickey Stein, however you want to put it, with cookies as a dessert. Um, the French market is mostly hosting holiday desserts. The deck of cards cake, which we've seen before with, um, Haunted Mansion holiday theming. Um, there's also mini pumpkin pies and praline cheesecake this year. Oh, that's yeah, exciting. That good. Praline cheesecake with a layer of praline crunch, graham cracker cus- crust, and topped with sugar pecans. Um, Where are you under- that at? I would be- that is- you were underwhelmed. That right there is enough for me to be overwhelmed. Okay, that one is okay. That now, where one is, is it? Okay. Mike wants to know when I'm with him. That is at the French Market. Oh, okay, good. Big Thunder Ranch is doing a family-style cookie bake, a warm brownie tust- dusted with sh- powdered sugar topped with three scoops of peppermint ice cream. Tom, run, don't walk. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hot fudge and holiday sprinkles. Blue Bayou, their only offering for the holidays is the holiday peppermint mocha. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, talk about underwhelmed. Um, the Gibson Girl, of course, has the crushed candy cane cone, um, the holiday sprinkles premium cone, and the peppermint ice cream. Once again, Tom. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Jolly Holiday pretty much just has the caramel apple mushroom, the caramel apple muffin with streusel, and then the above mentioned cookies and lattes. Um, okay, coming down, coming down. Pla- the Plaza! Pump- until December 6th, the Pumpkin Yule Log is still available. Spice pumpkin cake, or spice cake, pumpkin mousse, lingonberry marmalade filling, cream cheese with chocolate ganache frosting. Then December 7th through January 6th, that we switch over to the, this year instead of a hazelnut, it's a chocolate coffee Yule Log. Um, coffee butter cream filling with chocolate crunch finished with chocolate ganache and mini pumpkin pies. Rancho de Zocalo goes for those yummy tamales and enchiladas mm. because nothing says Christmas in a in a Hispanic family like tamales. I was going to say tamales is very Christmas yeah, that's very us. traditional. I yes, um, Royal Street Veranda has banana fritters with creme anglaise. Yeah, that's says holiday. Um, <laughs> okay, pretty much the rest of Disneyland. Oh, oh, Stage Door Cafe, holiday funnel cake topped with chocolate sauce and crushed candy cane. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, it, it gets a little better at California Adventure where we go to Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta with the pumpkin cheesecake. The Boudin, uh, the Boudin Bakery. Boudin. Boudin Bakery, sorry. 
Finally, Dan, finally, Michael I've been waiting my whole life for this to happen. <laughs> this is a special show. Thank you, Michael. You are my. Did you ever know that you were In my Louisiana, hero? it would be Boudin. Oh, see, That's she won't let it go. In San Francisco, where it it's originated. Boudin, it's I know. She still won't let it go. Oh, Michael, you're my hero. <laughs> Continue. They're going to actually have some holiday-shaped breads, candy canes, snowmen, Christmas tree. Those are starting uh, December 18th, so we got a while for those. Um, they're also going to have those at the Pacific Wharf Cafe. Um, but at least at the Pacific Wharf Cafe, they're taking a step up with turkey pot pie soup. So that sounds yum. And pumpkin, they're bringing back the pumpkin spice bread pudding. Mm, um Clarabelle's has the crushed candy cane cone and the holiday sprinkle cone and the M- Elf Mickey Stein with a sundae in it. Um, no peppermint ice cream mentioned. Sorry. Oh, let's go to it's Disneyland. Gibson girl. Yeah, go to Gibson Girl. Um, Schmoozies has a holiday harvest smoothie. A delicious blend of fruits and greens, sweetened with natural maple syrup. Yay. Okay, so let's get to the real things that make the holidays at California Adventure. Booze? Not quite. Oh, okay. The carnitas plate, available oh, December 18th through January 3rd. Slowly simmered pork, marinated with orange, garlic, and onions. I love my carnitas, but I don't understand why it's specific to the holidays. It's just how it's specific to the holidays. Don't ask. Where's that just at? Do. That is at uh, Kachina Cucamonga. Okay, cool. And then the Mad Tea Party is adding a Merry Mudslide and Ace Hard Cider in berry flavor. But the Carthay, their contribution is the poinsettia. It is Cointreau, mm-hmm. cranberry juice, and champagne garnished with a bit of orange zest. Yum. But if we really want ho- happy holidays, other than the, um, well, Goofy's Kitchen is actually going to serve the Yule Log this year. Kind of surprised. There's also Black Forest Bunk Cake at the Disneyland Hotel Coffee House and a mint chocolate whoopie pie. Uh, but other than that, even Whitewater Snacks isn't getting into the thing at all. So... Trader Sam's. Peppermint nachos? Yeah, peppermint nachos. Nice. Trader Sam's has got it. We'll start off with the tropical snowstorm. Honey-flavored whiskey, coconut rum, and flavors of coconut, cream, ginger, cloves, and almond topped with a cinnamon and nutmeg dusting. Not bad. The Jungle Bells. Ginger liqueur, aged rum, and anise-flavored liqueur with vanilla yogurt and extract. Ooh, that one's even vaguely healthy. And last but not least, the Red Nose Zebra. Aged rum, strawberry puree, lemon, and lime juice. There you go. So there we go. Those are your holiday food and beverage offerings from Disneyland Resort. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Now, mine's probably going to go a little bit longer than Nancy's, so. (laughs) Right. Okay, so. (laughs) Not sure that's possible. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, SeaWorld, because that's all I seem to ever do anymore. And, you know, Shamu's leaving, I guess, or changing his job. 
Or her job, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, SeaWorld's Christmas celebration will begin November 21st. Shamu's just going to be like Oscar at, at the Carnation Cafe, just comes exactly. out. Exactly, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Christmas celebration begins November <laughs> 21st, and it's... Oh, that tickled her wow. fancy. <laughs> No, I I just had this vision of Shamu flopping out on his little hind, his you know fins in a little That's so hat. sad. Well, that's okay. I thought there was a Skype delay. No, that was I just, know, right? <laughs> it just hit her. I don't know. So, okay, it was the vision. You had to see it in your head to believe it. So, Sea World's Christmas celebration, November twenty first through, I think January second, has. Some different things. Here's what you got. I'm gonna go fast. We've got a Shamu Christmas Miracle Show. <laughs> Shamu, yes. Virgin Yes. Is that it? I was thinking Shamu's, you know, dressed up as Joseph or whatever. I'm gonna go to hell for taking these jokes. Anyways, Shamu, the Baby Jesus Christmas Miracle Show. Um, Clyde and Seymour's Christmas Special, the Pets Rural Christmas Show, Dolphin Island Christmas Show, the Happiest Christmas Tree. Santa, there's a Santa's cottage, and then again, breakfast with Shamu and oh wait, the Christmas Village features Santa's clo- Santa's cottage with the best interactive experience with the big guy himself. Uh, Village also Shamu. features ongoing entertainment, new delicious treats, and return of the forty foot happiest dancing Christmas tree. And then <laughs> now she's lost it. Uh, the Christmas miracle would, would is ends ends with Shamu singing "Oh Come All You yeah, People," exactly. and and the the California politicians changing their minds. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then now you can do the breakfast with Shamu and Santa, so Nancy's vision can be even more fun. Where uh, the final piece of this is, you can have breakfast with Shamu and Santa starting at twenty six dollars. So. If you're interested in that, seaworldparks.com, San Diego, Google it, you can find it. And it's part of admission. Um, Everything's part of the admission except for the Shamu and Santa breakfast. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 